the pre-show again. Welcome to Dunstan Checks Men, the best podcast breaking down each minute of the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In and pairing each of those minutes with another feature film. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkeytown. And we're going to talk about Minute 44. Yep. Which I have chosen to pair with the... Like a real motherfucker. Yeah. With the more recent than it feels like it should be film. See, I disagree. I feel like I remember that movie coming out last year and everyone being exhausted by it. Well, it came I'm, out... I'm, I'm ever threatened by the presence of this film. It came out in 2011 and it's called yeah. The Dilemma. Yeah. Uh, so we will talk about that in a bit, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, if we, we must. Yeah. Should we get right into the minute? Well, should we make an announcement first? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Do you know what the announcement is? Yeah. I'm there was a moment of thought. Are you sure? Should you write it down on a piece of paper so that after I say it, you can prove that you were right? We can do our classic countdown from three and both say it at the same time. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. one. The Discord the hit 100 channels. channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Okay. laughs> Which means there will be an upcoming uh, special episode. Celebrating the Discord and our hundred. Well, it's we have over a hundred channels at this point. We just rocketed right past a hundred. Well, I think we only hit one hundred one or one hundred two. Mm, true. Yeah, I think I, I there was a um, when when we were at ninety nine. I apologize like, for the uh, air machine. <laughs> That's what you call a helicopter. Yeah. When we were at ninety nine, I didn't want to be the one to do one hundred unless it was something really good. What did I do one hundred on? I think the. Discord. <laughs> oh, no, Discord wasn't 100 because we didn't get 100 and 101 at the same time. And oh, well, I wait. made the dock. I waited a minute. Oh, the to docket make the was docket. after. Yeah. And there's been no new one since the Discord's docket? Well, there was Robot City. Oh, Robot City. So we are, are we at 102? Well, I think we are. This is unintelligible to people who are not in the Discord. <laughs> so go join the Discord. Go join, the, go join the Discord. <laughs> there's a link on our Twitter page at Majestic Hotel NY. That's yes. where you can find the link. Or if someone followed our iTunes review uh, challenge, challenge from yeah. last week, then yeah. you can just go look at our iTunes reviews That's and uh, someone will have posted the link in there. That's correct. Uh, so, yeah. So look forward to that. I have no idea when that's going to come out, but yeah. give it time. Uh, Kyle's sneaking around. Yes. He's doing a real stealth mission. And we get some good saxophone as a little hang, hang, hang on from the last minute. Yeah. You found the name of the song. Uh, yeah, and I, I and you want to know a secret? Sure. I've already forgotten. I know. No, I knew. I asked you, knowing full well that you would have no idea. <laughs> You're looking it up again I've got on it. your phone. There it is. It's a song by Blair. Okay. And it's called Have Fun Go Mad. That's the, th- that's the thing they're saying, that I couldn't even really pick out the words when yeah. I heard it, but now I know. Have Fun Go Mad. Have Fun Go Mad. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. By Blair. Blair. B L A I R. Correct. Okay. That was just a guess, but a really good one. I guess. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize this. Um, do you know? Do you want to know the album? Do you want to know the album that it's originally from? This is a shocking revelation. I don't tell me it's from like uh, that Bruce Willis character. No, no, no. Okay. This is just according to Google. It says it's from this album. Okay. Are you ready? Do you want me to tell yeah, you? Yeah, go ahead. Tell me. Bean, colon, the album. <laughs> what? Yeah. Bean? And now let me tell you, I, I looked further into it. It is Mr. Bean related. No. Yes. Shut up. Yes. So Blair made this song for Bean, the album. Apparently. 
which could could that which be, I think being the album is just the the soundtrack to being, being the movie, the film. Yeah. yeah, being the movie or being the ultimate disaster movie as it is known in some markets. That's insane. <laughs> Why would it be called that? What markets are those? Australia? I don't know. It's just it's on Wikipedia. That's all I can tell you. I don't understand. Why do when fi- some films when they are released in Australia they get a real wild change? It's fun. I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, Kyle sneaking around. Yeah. Uh, he sneaks into an area that is presumably part of the health zone, wh- whatever it was called in the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's more of a spa area. Wait, wait, can I say one more thing about this song and being the album? Sure. Google is really um, hating upon Dunstan Checks In because Dunstan Checks In did come out a full year before Bean. It was on the Dunstan soundtrack first. Whoa. Um, apparently it was just a single by some... Uh, uh, it uh, it did 37 in the UK singles and 41 on the New Zealand sequel mm. singles charts. Um, but it was just a single by this guy, Blair, who apparently is more of an actor than a musician. <laughs> Okay. This is all the information I have. Great. Uh, so Kyle's sneaking around. He's looking for Dunstan. Yes. Uh, so he peeks into uh, uh, a little slatted door. Yep. You know, like, they, look like uh, they look like linen closet doors. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's that's exactly how I'd think of it. So he peeks into a, f- a couple of those. Yeah. Doesn't really find anything. Keeps like some of the other doors moving. in the hotel. The doorknobs are in the middle, like Hobbit doors. Yeah. And these are it's like two doors, two small doors that open to make the full yes. doorway. Yeah. Uh, so now we we cut to inside of one of these rooms. Yeah. Maybe not the one that he peeked into, but maybe it is. It's unclear. I don't. Th- think it would be because of who we see a bur- burst into the room i yeah that's that's my thought but Looks also like cram we see him burst, burst into in, the room yeah. <laughs> um but the first thing that we see is is a kind of a relaxation pile which is there's a so there's some incense oh yeah there is i would never call this a pile well i'm just calling it right now okay that's just what i'm saying <laughs> we got cassette tapes yeah that are it's all t- turned to camera so that you know yeah uh, the first one's john tesh live at red rocks you ever fuck with john tesh no okay was he see was he in, ever in a film he was a news anchor and i'm sorry i just made a mouth noise okay he was a news anchor mm-hmm. anchor like a wise acre but for news sure um on like entertainment tonight or something and he was like known for that that was his famous thing and then he just weirdly also hit big as a as a musician he does like piano yeah okay he does like weird adult contempo stuff yeah, yeah and yeah. also i believe he believes he was abducted by aliens i think that's also part of it good for him yeah so this the second cassette in the pile uh the only discernible word i think is sleep sure uh, perhaps it says massage sleep. No, I don't Andrew's know. making some mouth noises of his own, hitting them plosives Sorry. real hard. I've been editing podcasts for for money on mm. the side, and so now I'm extra th- because I don't edit this podcast usually. So now I'm no. extra thinking about plosives and uh, sibilance. Do you want to get a pop filter? I probably should. I just made that same mouth noise again. <laughs> I, I can't it. stop hearing. I heard them. it, and I'm yeah. across the room with no headphones. I'm so sorry, listener. <laughs> You know, I do my best, but you, wh- what are you going to do? True. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, and then uh, Ocean is the last yeah. in, the, in the pile. It's just it's, the, I believe it's a young Frank Ocean. I think he was probably one at the time because he's younger than us for sure. Oh, yeah. So I think he was probably one at the time. It's his first mixtape. Maybe it was Danny Ocean. Before he true. turned to crime, he was in a, 
a jazz trio or something, yeah. and they released a, you know. Rule of Three said I should do a third one, but all I can think of is Billy Ocean, but there's no joke there because it is conceivable. He was, he is a person recording music at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is, then, is Frank Ocean anyone? Yeah, that's someone. Who is that? Why is that name in my head? Didn't you just say that? Wait, what names did we say? Well, we got, oh, Frank Ocean's the one at the first one is. <laughs> how are we so, how are we here? It's because my head is on fire. Okay. My brain is melting inside. It's my a little hot. Yeah. Uh, it's that summer podcast. You know what happened? Time. Here's what it happened. It is spooky summer. I said Frank Ocean, the, and the first time I said it, it's just a celebrity that I know. Yeah. Then we moved on, and then I thought of the word Frank. And that's not like a young guy's name. Do people really stop to think about how weird it is that his name is Frank Ocean? Do, maybe he should go by Francis. Is that what you're saying? I think I that know. sounds older. Um, I yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Should you just go by Onk? Excuse me. You just dropped the fr. Onk. You're saying Onk. We need more experimental nicknames. Do we? Wow. <laughs> I never thought you'd come out against fun nicknames you know what you're right i've already i've already come around i'll Good. tell you what i was doing i was panically googling um to make sure frank ocean was the right name and i'm not just fully hallucinating right now mm-hmm. apparently it's a stage name he chose the name frank ocean it i mean it has a good sound to it it does i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. oh he's not younger than us i thought he was for sure oh he might well how old are you i know how old you are i just had the big birthday uh, no he is older than you too Wow. I thought he was like 23 he's older than you or too? some shit. Yeah. Um, he's like, tw- I thought he was like 23. Do you remember that reason. account? I th- or maybe it was just on Tumblr. I don't know if they ever made the the, the swap to Twitter. Yeah. That um, it it tracked things that were um, older than uh, John McCain. Okay. And like one of them, or things that were, how did it go? Or things that were younger than, but anyway, John McCain was older than, like the state of Israel, like I, that's a fact that I have in my head that is just okay. so bizarre. <laughs> you think of like states, and it's just like, yeah, no one's it, the world is how it is. Yeah, nothing's changing. Yeah, borders are fake. Yeah, yeah, borders are f- fake. Every it, you know, it's all fake. Yeah, this is a uh, this is all uh, <laughs> a dream that I'm having. Sure, that uh, you're having. But thanks for being here. <laughs> are you the turtle? Yeah. Or the wind fish? I'm I the play- turtle under the turtle. Okay. Okay. We are need to get back on topic. Yeah. And this so is me saying this. Oils? Yeah. Is that what's on the table along with the cassette tapes I and the I would say so, incense? yeah. I would say there was yeah. massage oils. I, I couldn't quite read what was on the bottles, but mm. to me they looked like maybe they were oils. What else would you have? Earl, as our old friend Brad Leone from Bon Appetit might say. Excuse me? He calls it Earl. Oil? Earl. He calls oil Earl? Earl. Yeah, it's his New Jersey accent. Is that, okay, so that is a that is a yeah accent play. Wooter, Earl, yeah. Wooter. Wooter, Earl, yeah. yeah. Okay, very good, very good. Um, I see Ian on yeah, the, on I, some of the oils. I mean, that could just be their weird, you know, the the naming convention of them. Yeah. Maybe they're like Sheen, Clean. Maybe it's an animal name. Well, there's a third one that does appear to be the same brand that does not end in Ian. Yeah, very it, notably, it either is it ends with R A. I think so yeah. that could be Cobra, could be Ultra. Sure. Uh, anyway, we now see who's in the room. Yeah. Well, first we see the massage therapist. Yeah, let's talk about this man. Uh, we do find out his in later in the minute his name is William. Yeah, let's talk about William. Mm-hmm. He's got a classic case of helmet hair. Yeah. You could shatter a tooth on that hair. 
<laughs> I mean, I think he he was also. I have never seen such rock hard hair. Yeah, I I think his his look was designed for like a you know just generic country club worker. Yeah, very he, waspy, like blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he is uh massaging Mrs. Delacroce. That's correct. Uh, who we'd met earlier. Yes. We haven't caught up with her in a while, but her room was the one that was burgled. Correct. By Dunstan. Yeah. And Dunstan really just menacing Mrs. Delacroix. Yeah, she's yeah. about to have another encounter with yeah. maybe not even knowing it. Yeah. Uh, so she says to William, this has been a ghastly trip, mm-hmm. except for one thing. Mm-hmm. And then she reaches up and grabs William's hand, yeah. who is massaging her sol- shoulders yes. at this point. And she says, Mr. Delacroce didn't come with me. And at one point, I thought she said, I had two fans running in the room. You can't say it. You can't say it. I have to say it. I was started this, and I have to say it. Mm -hmm. I thought she said, Mr. Daddy Croce is not with me. I know we're so used to hearing Lord Rutledge say, "This is a daddy-heavy movie, yeah." But this—that's not a thing that Mrs. Delacroce has. Yeah, said. I don't need to insert more daddies into this movie. Yeah, we could remove some daddies from yeah, this movie. Yeah, let's get for some daddies sure. out of here. <laughs> we could take Mr. Grant. He's a dad who can go. That's true. <laughs> Just a literal dad. Yeah. Uh, so then William says to her, mm-hmm. and I think the the framing of the shot is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're still seeing. Mrs. Delacroce. We do not go back to William's face. No. But we hear him say, I'll be right back with a special oil. Yeah, the special oil. Do you think that was the man that we see William saying that? Or do you think they just dubbed that in? I think it's a dub for sure. Yeah. For sure a dub. Because, you know, you hear about uh, uh, these situations where if, if anyone gets a line in a movie, yeah. that's money. Yeah. So they do everything they can to not give a line to someone. And if they've maybe got one person who's already doing, quote, additional voices, mm-hmm. you just throw them in here. Yeah, just throw them in. Throw them in, no problem. Easy. I can even imagine this being a situation where Frank Welker is making monkey noises for Dunstan, but he's also the voice of this character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, now what do you think special oil means? Well... I want to know about special. I mean, okay. There's so much to there's so much to think about right here. Yeah. What do you imagine is the nature of Mrs. Delacroce and William's relationship, and what does special oil mean? Well, sex oil. I think it's sexual. You you think okay? Do you think special oil is lube? Maybe. Or it could be a code for I'm gonna go make sure we're in the clear. Okay. Before I yeah. come back and take yeah. care of business. And what do we imagine he's going to do to her? Are they going to fully have sex? Maybe. Or maybe it will just be a sexual massage. What is now what does a sexual massage mean? Hand stuff? Yeah. In the Yes. <laughs> yes. Fingers? Yes. Okay. Yes. She will be pleased. She will be pleased, but <laughs> Is it? Is he into her? Is he being paid by her? Does the hotel, does the hotel endorse this? I don't think the hotel endorses this. Uh-huh. I I think this is Mrs. Delacroce has a lot of money. She throws yeah. it around. You think this is? And he, he's happy to make some money. He's on the happy side. to make some money on the side. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm not judging anyone. Here. No. 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 Uh, and at this I mean, point, I might I might judge Mrs. Delacroce <laughs> just a little bit. At this point, I would like to talk about The Dilemma. Okay. <laughs> Directed by Ron Howard. Yes. 
I will. I want. How do you feel about Ron Howard as a director? Well, I want to open with this statement. Yes. Uh, I believe Ron Howard is really good at making comedies that aren't funny. Now, what do you mean good? <laughs> because I have seen several of his quote-unquote comedies, uh-huh. and they're not fucking funny. So he's good at doing that, and people seem to like them sometimes. Why? I don't know. Did you like Frost Nixon? Yes, I love Frost Nixon. I loved it when it came out. I suspect I might not like it as much now. Uh, see, I I worry. Yeah. I have that same worry. Uh, but see, the thing is... I will say... Okay, go on. You love Solo. Yeah. Prior, which ostensibly I was, I was, is directed by Ron Howard. Yes. I was just about to say, prior to Solo, Frost Nixon was the only Ron Howard film that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like... Uh, I believe he did Cinderella Man. I like that a lot. I haven't seen the film. Um... Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, what, are, what when you say he makes comedies that are not funny, what are some other examples you're thinking of? I'd have to look at the list now, but it was just like this. I think Solo for me falls under that category. I wouldn't agree because I don't think I don't think Solo is a comedy, and I also think the the moments of humor in Solo do mostly work. Well, I that, think on both counts it fails. I think it's not a comedy, and it is kind of funny. But I think the 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 weird thing with Solo is that he had the 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 jokes work for the most part but it's it's uh it's because of Donald Glover yeah yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird situation where it i think a movie like solo is supposed to be a comedy that doesn't have a lot of jokes oh i'll tell you night shift and splash are both movies that he directed that are comedies that are not funny yeah so you're two for two there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there you go um Parenthood, I didn't see, but that's a that's a comedy. Yeah, you know what? No, that's the thing. He he does. He also does these movies that are they call them comedies, and you watch them, and they're dramas with a couple of jokes peppered in. Um, he did How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, you know, I, I had to rewatch that for my other podcast, Nothing New, mm-hmm. uh, semi recently, I guess. Yeah, and uh, it's it doesn't hold up except for Jim Carrey, and even what then, what do you mean hold up? No one liked it. People love that shit. People yeah, but that's like. Went that, Nuts. No, 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 they didn't. Yeah. People hated it at the time, and they now like it in the same way they like Shrek, which is to say, twenty five percent ironically. That's an interesting number. <laughs> yeah, I can almost support that. <laughs> um, in the heart of the sea, I can't remember if that was the one I wanted to watch. There was because there were yeah, two. Was. There were two sea movies that it came was, out simultaneously. That was Moby Dick. Um, that was the true story of Moby Dick. I wanted to see it because it looked like my kind of bad, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He also did Inferno, which, spoiler alert, was my kind of bad. Yeah. Wasn't that the one we watched together in an empty theater? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And you got mad at me for using my phone, even though it was just us two. <laughs> it just felt like a sin. breaking an unspoken rule. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... Should he, we actually talk about the dilemma now? Yeah, Kevin James... Who is now becoming a recurring character in our films? That's true. He's soon going to. I feel like he could outnumber. Uh, who was the Bond that we had? Oh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah, he, yeah. I, Kevin. Yeah. Timothy Kev- Dalton's at three. Yeah. Kevin James is what at two. Two. Yeah. But it's cl- it's a close two. And you know, with me and on the podcast, you, yeah. Kevin James is gonna He's show gonna, up at some point. And I mean, that's the thing. I chose both Kevin James. That films. is wild. That is wild to think about that both instances of Kevin James on this podcast were not chosen by me. What was the third Timothy Dalton? Because I chose Hot Fuzz. I chose Beautician and the Beast, which was the oh, first right. Timothy okay. Dalton. So you did two Daltons. Yeah, because Looney Tunes Back in Action was the third one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what a wild time. Yeah. Um, 
This movie's not good. No. I'll it's tell you, very bad. Yeah. For a number of reasons. Yeah. There are, I would say, multiple people in this movie who deserve better mm-hmm. than being in this movie. Mm-hmm. I would say top of that list is Winona Ryder. Yeah. Number two is Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. I would say number three is Channing Tatum, but of everyone in this movie, I think he mo- makes the most of being here. Right. I was going to ask you, so you're more of a Tatum head than I. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Chan Man. At the time that this came out- I'm a real Chan Man fan. Was this the uh, type of role that you would see Channing Tatum in? Kind of, I would say. Okay. Because it's, it's, he's kind of, he's funny in the way that Channing Tatum is funny. Yeah, Meathead, I think, is a- Lovable dumbass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would argue that- Jang Tatum is still best used when he is deployed as a lovable dumbass. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's 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 kind of funny in this. Mm-hmm. He's got almost emo hair, yeah. which I gotta say, it's not a look I had ever considered on Chang Tatum, but it works. It's a good look for him. <laughs> um, he's yeah, he is he's solid in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who's not good in this movie? Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing about Vince Vaughn in this movie. I can't even say that he's phoning it in, because mm-hmm. he's not. He's putting in the effort. He and it's not like it's a. It's not like it's a poor performance. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like he's acting badly. It's like it's an evil performance. Oh. It's like I hate this character so much, and I believe that this is a real person, and that's why it's bad. But not yeah. in a good way, like because he's not supposed to be bad. You know. Yeah. It's like Vince Vaughn believed this character was a good person and is accurately portraying this person and I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking this is not a good person. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening there. Yeah. Uh and it it gets bad like real quick, huh? Yeah. Like yeah. it really just <laughs> yeah. steps on the gas. Yeah. I it, it does and I think there's some weird Ron Howardness in the way that it opens mm-hmm. where they're all having a discussion about oh can you really ever know a person yeah which is like that that's feel- an extremely Ron Howard thing yeah it feel it feels like those family dramas of the past yeah yeah uh, but then it quickly right. turns into a not raunchy but just not good comedy yeah 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 um I will say this about Kevin James mm-hmm. consummate performer <laughs> Do you know what yeah <laughs> Kevin James um, and I'm thinking of this movie. I'm thinking of Hitch as well. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin James, he, <laughs> I, I won't go so far as to say chameleon, but um, he's in a lot of similar types of movies, but he's always in a different kind of role. And he's equally believable in all of them. Yeah. Which I, I find kind of admirable. Mm-hmm. I also think I as this is a terrible movie, and I don't, I think it would be fun to play the Kevin James role in a movie like this because I think, and this is something that you may notice in all of my uh, role-playing game characters, mm-hmm. it's fun to play a dumbass and playing a character whose whole thing is that he's just oblivious the entire movie yeah. and doesn't know the thing that everyone else knows. I think that would be kind of fun to be Kevin James. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, it's not a particularly interesting performance, though. Yeah. And I think that's the movie's fault. I don't I don't blame Kevin James for that, but that's, I would think there's not a lot there yeah. to be interested in. Yeah. I, d- I do I would agree with that that every everything that is wrong with the Kevin James part of this movie is not Kevin James's fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh very bizarre. Uh you know and then this this movie taps into one of those things that I get mad about that sitcoms do mm-hmm. where it's like if if the one person would just tell the truth. Yeah. Then everything would be solved. Yeah. Or at least it it could move forward. Yeah. The reason why this movie is happening is because one person knows something yeah. and will not say it to another person. Yeah. And must continue re upping the lie, making yes. it more and more unbelievable. Yeah. To the point where 
everyone else knows something is going on. Yeah. And and instead of knowing what the real thing is, they think it's something worse or equally bad or whatever. Mm. Uh, and so it's it's just that kind of these kinds of plots bother me. They they're yeah they're not good. Um, they're also stressful because um, mm-hmm. it's all it's just I don't know. It's one thing in a sitcom, and this is something I, I recently finished my rewatch my recent rewatch of Frasier. Mm. And you know, for, and you can put it to bed. Yeah, that's the bread and butter of Frasier. You yeah. Know? And on Frasier, it kind of fits because Frasier's like. A farce. This isn't a farce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not a farce. Yeah. I mean, maybe there are moments where it seems like it's trying to be. I'm thinking specifically of the incident, the fight between Vince Vaughn and, and Channing Tatum. See, and then I think that scene shines in the dark only because you've got Channing Tatum. I think the Chan Man really elevates that scene. Really elevates that scene. Yeah. And, and, there's, and the whole energy of the movie changes in that scene. But that scene is also like... Oh, Vince Vaughn is like uh, this character is a dangerous person. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, like if I guess if they had gone that route and just made like a full-on black comedy, but mm-hmm. at that point you have to accept that Vince Vaughn is the villain of the piece <laughs> and will not will not get redemption at the end as he does in this film. Yeah, and it's really the redemption part at the end is really bad. Yeah, like the yeah, I would call it I would go so far as to call it bogus. I I would. <laughs> I would also say that there's there's a lot of unanswered questions at the end of this film. Sure. <laughs> which you're just, yeah. you kind of have to go, I guess the movie's over. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I think the the weird, one, once the movie gets going, it kind of attempts to promise the viewer. Yeah. That what you see is not all that we know. Mm-hmm. So, so when uh, Vince Vaughn does confront Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm about the affair she says well don't you know that kevin james goes to a massage parlor oh yeah we never really i mean i guess he just does i guess that he is does just true. no yeah. and vince vaughn follows him to the massage parlor yeah. and he lies about it yeah kevin james is like oh i'm at home and he sees him in the massage parlor. yeah so i guess yeah i guess kevin and then james kevin is james just fully also cheating on her yeah and uh vince vaughn's character had said to Winona right like yeah. i will confront him about that if that's true does not does at all. Not, yeah. Completely doesn't at all. Yeah. I wonder if there's a deleted scene somewhere. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, fair. Ron Howard is he makes a tight movie, which is nothing's left over. Yeah, nothing's left over and at, and no le- answers at least one of his given. immediate family members is in it. We got two. We got, we got two, two we got in a two for this one. Two, we got we got Clint and Rance. One of uh, <laughs> Clint is too prominently in this film. I would agree. It's like way too prominently in this uh, film. Okay, I don't, I don't want to be mean to someone who perpetually seems like he's having a rough go. Yeah, Clint Howard is too prominent in all of Ron Howard's <laughs> movies. I he's thought, certainly too prominent in Solo. I didn't think he was too prominent. In Solo. I thought he was too prominent in the Solo. The thing about his appearance in Solo is, for me, maybe it's just me, but for me, uh-huh. in a Star Wars movie, you can have a featured extra like Clint Howard, and that makes for a fun character. We're going to take a quick break so that I can deliver blueberries. I chose a specific point that would be easy to edit because I know what I'm coming back to say. Great. Love it. Do you want me to pause the recording officially? Sure. Okay, I'm recording now. I'm going to do a countdown for three, then wait a second so there's a clean break, and then I'm going to come in, okay? Beautiful. Three, two, one. I disagree. Uh, See, Clint (laughs) Howard, he's, he's... too specific like he looks too much like a star wars actor to be prominently featured in a star wars movie okay you know what you got me there (laughs) you got me there yeah uh i feel like he he i guess he is distracting in the same way that 
in in the Phantom Menace, there's that one character that walks by who's very CGI, but definitely doesn't look exactly like a Star Wars character. You mean Jar Jar Binks? No. I actually don't know which one you're talking about. So I thought maybe, I pointed so it I, out I, the last so time I, that we watched. I guess I disagree with this, too, because it clearly does look like a Star Wars character to me. I thought I pointed out the last time that we watched. Maybe. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is, Dilemma's not good. It's not a good movie. And also, the, there's a thing about the Dilemma that bothers me a lot when I see it in movies, and mm. it's uh, it's always uh, straight couples in movies that do this, and I think it's a certain percentage of straight couples in real life. Um or just the the ideas of the way it describes the progression of a relationship. Like at the start of the movie, it's like, oh, you have to propose to Jennifer Connelly or she's going to leave you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like that's just – maybe I'm maybe this is – you know, me imagining the horrors of heterosexuality are, are, are difficult anyway. No offense. Um, Understood. But, but, like, I don't know. Like – a relationship is a loving, nice thing where, where two people are sharing and moving together as one. And it's just like this idea of like one, like trying to manipulate the other into commitment and the other trying to snake out of it. This just constant game of cat and mouse yeah. that movies would have us believe straight couples are always in. Yeah. Ugh, it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> because then that makes Jennifer Connelly's only thing in this movie is to be proposed to. Yes. She doesn't have yeah. a storyline. And let me ask you as a resident straight, is that your experience in relationships? No. <laughs> I don't I think movies get a lot of stuff wrong about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And first and I mean and and the way I don't know And hey, if we want to move on to that, we can get on to the thing that movies gets wrong about gay people. Oh, okay. If you're a gay man, you don't just grab your female cousin's ass, which <laughs> this happens in the movie. And there's like a moment of like, it's okay, he's gay. Why are you grabbing your cousin's ass? I forgot about that. Because <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Yes. Because at that point, the movie has forgotten literally what it is. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, the, whoever's writing the script was writing it in like a fever dream. Yeah. And at that moment, they were like, they're like, right, Vince Vaughn, he gets super jealous and uh, someone's grabbing Jennifer Connelly's ass and uh, it's a gay cousin. Yeah. Like, that, it's no, just none like, of that makes any fucking it's sense. It's just pure action. Yeah. Without any kind of thought to like reason or logic or anything. No. Oh, it's, oh, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's very bad. Yeah. It's yeah, and tiring. The movie is tiring. <laughs> yes, I had it's to an watch. Exhausting I, I had to watch it in two, two, two takes. Yeah, you know, and uh, you don't want the dilemma hanging over your days. Yeah, I watched it straight through. I, uh, it wasn't. A, it was not a nice experience. No. Yeah. I, you know, what did Ron Howard do right after this? Do you oh, recall? Probably humbles dumble. Yeah, humbles dumble. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I was just because, looking at his filmography. It, so, I think it might have been Angel, uh, one of the Da Vinci Code movies. That makes sense. Because the, in the advertising for this film... Oh, no, it was Rush. Oh. You remember Rush? From 2013? Yep. Yeah, it was right after Thor Yeah, and Chris Hemsworth's two, was race car, man. Or Thor, yeah. Yeah. Um, because the, the, the trailer for The Dilemma really plays up the idea that he's an award-winning filmmaker. Yeah. And that you should want to watch this movie because of that. Yeah. And I just feel like, no. no. Yeah. No. This movie's not good. This is not an award-winning film. Uh, God, it's so bad. Yeah. It's an extreme. There's really, like, there's really nothing to grab onto. Yeah. Like, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's all I we think, got, really. Is really all we have. Yeah. Uh, and then if, if you. I have, think, well, I'll put, I'll, let me say this as well. So, you'll recall I said Vince Vaughn is, gives a sort of evil performance. Yes. And I, I define the parameters of that. Winona Ryder's character is like not a real person, and like the movie sets her up to be evil. Yeah, 
But I think Winona Ryder successfully plays her with legitimate sim- sympathies. Mm-hmm. Like, there are reasons to be sympathetic to her character, I think, for sure. Yeah. That the movie uh, blatantly just disregards halfway through. Yep, yep. Um, and I think, you know, she... She is she is given a character that that just makes bizarre left turns in every scene she's in, mm-hmm. and she handles that as as well as any actor could. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I I I thought she gave a a she a very good performance with just a truly baffling character. Yeah, I I do want to say I by the end of this film, I guess Kevin James and Winona Ryder have split. I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's never addressed. It's, it's, it's not, not explicitly even... said or explicitly not said. And they don't even they don't give you any indication either way except that she's not at the hockey game at the end. Yeah. Which also this movie just seemed to have like a weird commitment to being lightly offensive. Like I mean there's the the controversy with the trailer yes. where uh there's the you know the big moment at the start of the movie that's in the trailer where he says electric cars are gay. Mm. Um and then there's like the hockey team that they like is one with an offensive mascot. Right. Yes. Um, which is like I guess I, I guess they're in Chicago so it makes sense that they're that they're like that's the Blackhawks like that's what their mascot is. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just uh you know <laughs> the movie doesn't <laughs> Well but I, I think what um, I think it, I think it, it feels intentional because it's so peppered throughout. Yes. It feels like an intentional way to like, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cater to the to a bro audience. Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. the the other uh, you know I guess the main storyline, yeah, uh, which is the where the the controversial line comes from, yeah. the really shitty line, yeah. about how electric cars are gay is that they, they want to make electric wanna make, cars straight. Yeah, they want to make <laughs> yeah. an electric car that isn't gay which is yeah. so incredibly stupid yeah because do you i mean i as i was watching this happen in the movie all i could think was is this really this is the plot yeah the way that they're making this the car masculine or whatever yeah is they're it, they're putting in speakers that make the engine revving sound yeah that's the that was their solution yeah because electric cars don't rev the engine yeah you you know it doesn't make the same sound as like a muscle car from the 60s or whatever yeah that's the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard of. Can I tell you though, if I put on my businesswoman hat, yeah, people would buy that car. But I don't understand. But that's <laughs> the thing: the movie tries to treat it like it's a revolutionary, revolutionary thing. idea. Yeah, it's for sure not. It's just yeah. like a, it's a slightly clever marketing scheme. Yeah, and then the way Kevin James has to like fix it in the car, they make it seem like oh, he's invented it, like like it's Iron Man two, and he had to invent yeah, a yeah. new molecule. Exactly. Like he is yeah, just is he is true. literally just like trying to figure out how to get the right amount of power. Well, that's power. another thing too. They're constantly selling the idea that Kevin James is a genius, mm-hmm. despite the fact that his actions are not that. Yeah. And they're constantly trying to sell the fact that um, uh, Vince Vaughn is like a master salesman. Every time, like, he seems so obviously like he's lying every single time he opens his mouth. No one would trust that man. No one would buy anything from that man. I, I think that just is Vince Vaughn, though. Yeah. That's the <laughs> thing. He can't play a trustworthy guy. Yeah. He yeah. just can't. Yeah. And that's that's just the way it is. Yeah. The Dilemma. Yeah. Bad movie about... Uh, bad movie about bad people. About a woman who's cheating. Yeah. And there is a subplot involving a massage parlor. Yes. So that is why I paired it with this minute. Fair. <laughs> um, do you want to hear the one alternate that I had? Because I, I felt you were close to Vito. Um, I was close to Vito. Um, but what was the alternate? Um, the Room. Oh, that would have been a much better time than this. I, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. What was the tie-in for the room? Is there a plastic spoon in this minute that I missed? Uh, no, I mean the room also involves uh someone who's cheating. Oh, that's true. Uh, and then also the the massage noises 
that Mrs. Del Croce makes are very sexual. Yeah. Uh, and there are what three prolonged sex scenes That's in true. the room? That is true. Which are awkward to watch yep. with any other person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair That's enough. That's what could have been. Um, hey, you want to silence your goddamn yeah. phone? <laughs> yeah, I just heard that. Isn't that great? <laughs> um, so what, let's go back to the minute. What happens next? Well, where the hell were we? Oh, special oil. Yeah, special oil. Uh, special so oil. William leaves. Yeah. And literally at the exact same time, the door opens. William's foot is out. Other door opens. Dunstan foot comes Dunstan in. Dunstan checks in, yeah. <laughs> Dunstan checks into this room. Um. There are exactly two aspects of this minute that I enjoy. Okay. One is that bitch and saxophone right at the start. Yeah. The second one is that when Dunstan enters the room, he does like a full-on power pose. Yes. Like he is announcing himself to no one because it's a specific point that Mrs. Della Croce cannot see him. Yeah. But he still does a power pose, and I respect that. Yeah. And he's wearing the glasses that he has stolen Yeah. from Mr. Spaulding. Spaulding. Yeah. Uh, so... He just grabs a Dunstan grabs a lotion, and also, it's not like a it's not a lotion you would use during a massage, especially not one during like a sexy massage. It's yeah. just like Jergens. It's yeah, like a it, normal it looks, lotion. It does look like a very normal lotion. <laughs> I you know my only defense of this here is that she is expecting something to turn sexual, but she's waiting for him to do it. Yeah. So that's why she is not. She's waiting for William to make the move. Yeah. Because he he knows when the all clear is or whenever or yeah. whatever they're looking for. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go out on a limb. Mm-hmm. I could tell the difference between receiving a massage from a human man and an orangutan. Well, because and granted, I've never had a massage. Yeah, I'm still confident that I can make that distinction. I also think you know hand wrinkles, huh? Hand wrinkles, hand size, size. hand length, yeah, smell. <laughs> <laughs> That is something that movies always seem to get wrong, huh? Yeah. That there are smells happening. Yes. Because uh, the way that movies do it is either they don't mention them at all, or they have yeah. a character very visibly like grab their nose, Yeah. which is a th- thing that humans don't do in real life anyway. Yeah. Which which of your favorite movie characters do you think smells the worst? M- of my favorite movie characters? Yeah. Because no. you, know, you don't think of how your favorite movie characters mm. smell often. And I think, statistically speaking, some of us have characters that we love that probably don't smell good. God. Uh, well, now i got to think of movie characters that I love, which is a completely different yeah. aspect than films that I love. Sure. Um, you know what? Batman. Yeah, there's no way Batman, Batman smells stinks good. so there's hard. There's no way Batman <laughs> smells good. Because not only is it sweaty in that suit, that yeah. suit is not conducive to sweat. Yeah, that, so it's that's just, not a breathable suit. Yeah, and in some of those fights, he ends up rolling around uh, in the alleyways, uh, yeah. in garbage cans. He's yeah. he's all over the place. And then I think when he's Bruce Wayne, I don't think he has time to like pick out a nice scent. I mean, yeah. okay, okay, you know what though? Alfred probably does. Alfred tries. Alfred. Mm, I think Alfred. I think Bruce Wayne probably smells okay. 100% only because of Alfred. Yeah. And I, I I, think, though, you might... The problem, though, mm-hmm. might be that Alfred has to overcompensate for the stinkiness from Batman times. Yeah. And so then you get into the bad good smell I territory. think he's a seasoned butler, though, and he, he, he knows how. Okay. Well, you'll have to watch Pennyworth to make sure That's that true. You, yeah. your knowledge is correct. <laughs> um, Chewbacca's got to smell bad, right? Oh, Chewbacca stinks. <laughs> I mean, Chewbacca canonically stinks. Yeah. Uh, also, I hate to say this as a, as a, as 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 a known Rodian fan, but R- Rodians canonically 
they don't smell bad to each other, but they smell bad to humans canonically because oh. of their pheromones. Okay. Uh, do you think bees sp- smell bad? Excuse me? Or do you think they smell good because they're rubbing on? Well, pollen makes some people sneeze, huh? Makes what most people sneeze. What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you bringing up bees right now? You know, from the bee movie. <laughs> you're asking, you're talking about characters that smell good or bad. What I'm talking about is like, Barry imagine, okay, what I'm talking <laughs> about though movie. is like, imagine the experience of standing in a room with your favorite character. Yeah. And you know what it would smell like to stand in a room with your, if, you, if your favorite character is Barry B. Benson. You know what that experience, because you wouldn't smell anything because he's a fucking bee. But maybe for the, the conceit of the film, maybe he has a smell. Oh my God. I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> do you think the minions smell? What do you think minions smell like? Oh, they smell like um, banana. No, 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 no. They because um, they have like a rubbery texture, do so they? they they smell like uh, like you know rubber gloves that you they... use for like dishwashing. But they're a living being. Y- yes. Do you? I mean, do they sweat? No. 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 Here's the thing: living all living beings yeah. by necessity have. Some kind of liquid inside them. Minions are eternal, though. Are they like golems? I don't know. Oh, like they, they're they created out of clay or something? Yeah, like go- golems in the classical sense. Um, So I didn't watch Despicable Me 3, but I assume that they don't get into it there. But within the film Minions, uh-huh. it tracks them from caveman times throughout the years. And it's, all, it's the same group of minions. And it is the same group of minions. What I'm saying is... They do not reproduce... If you cut open a minion, what's inside? Uh, I'm afraid that would create two minions. <laughs> well, also, do they do they eat banana or they? Do, I've never seen. They do eat one. banana. Okay, so if something eats, they it also, also eat apple. Okay. If something eats, that means it also poops, which no. means there are yes, <laughs> which means there are biological processes happening within the minions. Minions do have butts. They have butts. And I think they burp. They burp. I'm telling you, there's got to be some kind of smell associated with the minions, more so than just a sterile rubber glove. Mm-hmm. Also, here's the thing about rubber gloves. Yeah. If you if you keep them for eternity, they will start to smell because they're porous, they absorb smell, and they don't let it out. All right. I guess for a while, then they smelled like Dracula because they lived with Dracula. Hey, you know what was a Dracula fact that I learned recently? What? You know how Draculas can't see themselves in reflections? Yeah. It's not anything inherent about reflections. It's because back in the day, the only way to have a mirror that worked was it would be backed by silver. Oh. That's really interesting. Yeah. I thought it had more to do... I mean, doesn't that... Huh. I thought it had something to do with the soul. See, but like you can see... Like, look right now. Look, Look behind you. You can see my couch in the mirror. Other way behind you. You can see my couch in the mirror. My couch doesn't have a soul. I was looking very slowly and dramatically. My couch does not have a soul. Yeah, but it's not living. Okay. You know who I bet smells bad? Who? Kylo Ren. Oh, see. Well, here's the thing about Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's where you run into the Batman situation, huh? Because Kylo Ren, I think, has a Bruce Wayne mode for a minute. I don't. Mm, I don't agree with that. I, th- I mean, mm. the helmet doesn't seem very breathable, but he also t- he takes off the helmet at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Um, he breaks he, it at the drop of a hat. He has beautiful hair. Yeah. He has beautiful, magnificent hair. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say best hair in Star Wars. Whoa. Best natural hair in Star Wars, because Padme's isn't real. But also, I mean, just you're not talking style, though. I'm not talking style. Because he doesn't style it That's what I'm, in a I'm fun not, way I'm at all. I'm not talking about style. I'm talking okay. about just pure hair. All right. 
All right. I mean, Lando's pretty good too. That's true. <laughs> Damn, you're right. All right. Wait, which Lando? Billy D or, or Billy D? Yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. I sorry to Donald Glover, but Billy D. <laughs> I would go Billy D, Donald Glover, then then Kylo Ren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Now that we've got that now we've got that out of the way. Yeah. Um. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, but my point is, that Kylo Ren probably smells like Axe body spray. Mm-hmm. That's why think I think he smells bad. She can't smell Dunstan because of the incense. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. We do we do see incense is burning. That's and I true. Know they, maybe they burn a lot of incense. It's just really in the air there. Yeah. All right, maybe. Uh, so, where do you think Dunstan is pooping? So he is wearing pants. So maybe just right in. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe it's in the vents. Maybe there's an unexplored subplot Yeah, where they got to clean the vents. Some poor uh, janitor? Yeah. Who cleans? In a hotel as big as them, who clean? do the housekeepers also clean, like, the gym, like, the, the, the facilities of the hotel? Or do they have separate staff to clean those? I wouldn't. Th- I think it would be the same staff. Interesting. It would just fall under, like, okay, you're cleaning rooms four, five, and six, or you're cleaning rooms three and gym but what about like the pool like that's a specialized kind of that cleaning. is a sp- i mean because you need a pool cleaner you yeah. need someone who knows about chemicals yeah someone who loves chemicals yeah someone who looks like a regular walter white over yeah. here uh yeah i don't know who it, i mean i think the vents well don't you need um you do need uh some kind of a special cleaner person to do uh to do poop that's true human waste you have to cl- yeah you have to clean it call on a hazard team mm-hmm you have to call in the hazard, the, the yellow suit people. Let's go back to the minute. Yeah, so <laughs> I almost had us back to the minute. It's true. Dunstan starts giving a back rub. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it looks like a back rub, and Mrs. Delacroce believes it's a back rub. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that Dunstan is giving Lord Rutledge back rubs? Dunstan knows how to give a back rub. Wow. I, that didn't even occur to me, but now that you say it, Yes. Because he that's clears, the only explanation. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He is doing this purposefully. I mean, you're right. This is not like in the case of, uh, as as we as we talked about earlier, Dunstan's motives. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he got into bed with Mr. Grant, yeah. he was looking for more bananas. But then, then he, he saw enjoyed, the cuddle opportunity. He, he enjoyed a cuddle. Yeah, for sure. This is not. He's not looking for bananas. It's true. He's not. You know, looking for a cuddle. You're right. He's performing this action, which is There's... giving a back massage to Mrs. Delacroce. Yeah. The only explanation I can think of is that he does that for Lord Rutledge. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yes, <laughs> man. The implications of this minute are far-reaching. Yeah. So, you know, Mrs. Delacroce, we get various scenes of, of her reacting. Well, so the first, her first reaction, mm. I want to talk about Dunstan's response to her reaction. Yes. He somehow manages to do what I would call an unsavory laugh. Yeah, just with his teeth, though. Yeah, um, and she t- uh, she understands that to be a human noise. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it, it, this all gets so unbelievable because he clearly has like three appendages. I'm say four. Yeah. yeah, it's not just two hands on her yeah. back. It is yeah. somehow three or four. Yes. And she does not question it at all. Yeah. 
She seems, if anything, she seems more excited. Yeah. That either somehow William has a secret third arm. Well, she says like, "Oh, you know how like that's like she says like you're amazing." I think. Yeah. She like, says, or like yeah. what a rare talent or something. Uh huh. I I'm shocked that they restrained themselves and didn't have her say you're an animal. Yeah. Because my God. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. And I can hear the three people in an audience that would laugh at that. Yeah. I can hear their laughs. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um. So yeah, so he he. Dunstan does react to Mrs. Delcarty's reactions, yeah. which is in falling in line within the last minute. The way that Dunstan reacted to Mr. Spaulding working out, mm-hmm. which is uh, absurd, yes, as well. Uh, and the way that Mrs. Delcarty is reacting is is giving a lot of oohs and ahs. At one yeah. point, she does shout, "Oh, William!" Yeah, it, it's all extremely sexual. Yes, uh, and she has a shocked face. It's right at the end of this minute. She has a very shocked reaction. Yeah. And we cut back to see what Dunstan's doing, and it's the last second of the minute. Yeah. So I think we'll really get into it next minute. Yeah. Uh, but he appears to be flailing his arms. And, like, jumping on her, kind of. Yeah. And maybe slapping her ass? Maybe. Maybe? Maybe, maybe that's why she's so, so shocked? Yeah. Because she I mean, really that, looks shocked. That seems like, given the nature of her relationship with William, that it seems like that would be not too unusual. Yeah. I, it's just it's it's an odd scene all around. Yeah, uh, but luckily we've reached the end of the minute, so it's time for the plugs. Are you I, looking for some information? Well, no, I just noticed something that I didn't notice before. Okay, because we do have the minute playing on a loop on mute right now. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with ice cubes as a sexual item? Oh yes. <laughs> Are there ice cubes in the room? No, but. I previously pointed out how weird it is that she, what is clearly just normal lotion, not sex oil, mm-hmm. how that seems strange to me that she didn't think something was up with that. Yeah. But I do now notice that as soon as that lotion goes on her, she does make a face and it is cold. Mm. And so I'm thinking perhaps she interpreted that as some kind of like, you know, I don't want to use the word edging, but some kind of like she's real up here and then getting hit with a cold thing unexpectedly would take her down yeah and there is a that can be a part of pleasure sometimes yeah mm-hmm. um so perhaps i could see why that was a reasonable response for her i All mean right. it immediately gets unreasonable after that yes but still of course uh so that's it for this minute yes uh you can find me Wait, on should i say the next movie oh yeah say the next movie uh what's the next? i forgot it's the one. With is it the... is it a hotel or a child? It's. Both. Oh wait, no. It's both. <laughs> I forgot they're both. If children. I remember correctly. But not. It's a. It's an eighties, not a not a two thousands. Oh, it's an eighties. Okay. The next movie is The Shining. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, you can find me on other podcasts like Nothing New or Remake Podcast. Oh, we're sp- or part me. of Spooky Summer. And by the way, The Dilemma was a part of Spooky Summer. Yes, it was. You said your movies didn't count, but I got news for you. The Dilemma and the next movie you count, you picked definitely count for Spooky Summer. I don't remember what the next movie I picked was. but It's technically a horror movie. Okay. It's I mean, it's, it is, according, I'll hear a little teaser for two weeks in advance. Uh-huh. Wikipedia describes it exactly as a, um, a family horror comedy. I don't know why I can't remember what the hell I picked. Wow. I honestly can't. <laughs> that's really funny. So that's really going to. Yeah. <laughs> it's a surprise for me in two minutes when we're done recording. I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, nothing new. A remake podcast. Uh, myself and Justin Kizan talk about remakes every month. Uh, this uh, most recent episode that you can listen to is still the uh, the X-Men episode where we talk about Dark Phoenix and X-Men The Last Stand. 
very good stuff. BenVitaArt.com slash nothing new. And my other show is it's on my list. Uh, it's on my list pod.com. Uh, I'll say that again. It's on my list pod.com. Uh, every month, me and, and five other friends get together and talk about movies that people say should be on your list. Uh, and our most recent episode uh, is about Singing in the Rain. Uh, a classic uh, musical that you know some people miss because they don't watch musicals. Let's put classic in quotes. Oh wow, scandal! <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, check that out, uh, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. Um, I also do another podcast with a, a little person you might have heard of called Justin Keyson uh, and Vic Perfecto. Uh, and that's called Go Go Godzilla. It's about um, we we it's about Godzilla movies. Uh, basically, we take every uh, Godzilla movie and we ask the questions. You know, why did this get made? Why was this the specific Godzilla movie that got made at this point in time? You know, what was the thinking behind all the decisions? Why did this movie turn out the way it did? Um, it's a lot of fun and very smart, very cool. Go Go Godzilla. Uh, Benvy.com dot com rather. Slash uh, Godzilla, I believe, is the Earl for that one. We couldn't get Benview.com because that's still that Australian, Australian farm. piece of real estate, yeah. yeah. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And um, what I want you to do is to, you know what? I'll tie it back into the episode. Okay. Tell us how you think your favorite character smells. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. Give us five stars, and then without explaining what you're doing in the text of the review... Just tell us how you think your favorite character smells. The aroma. Yeah. That they emanate. Yes. Uh, and you should find us on Twitter at Majestic Hotel and Why. You can find us on YouTube. Just have to search for Dunstan Checks Men. Every uh, week I make a mashup of the trailer for the film that we're talking about with the minute that we're talking about. Uh, some people have said that watching those is better than actually watching the movie. I would agree. And <laughs> hey, Mustard, follow us on YouTube. I saw you in the Discord the other day. Wow. Call, call out. Sometimes there can be call-outs on this show. That's shocking. Call-outs are a new segment of this show. Uh, and then uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Min. Yeah. That was the correct one. Yes, I always have to look to you now because <laughs> yeah. I said it wrong for so many times. For like 20 episodes in a row. Oh, well. People found us. That's, <laughs> That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, you'll find uh, some special bonus episodes there. Uh, I think that about wraps it up. And remember, Dunstan is spelled with a U. Fuck. And we're checking out. <laughs> Hello, this is Brendan Creasy, and I'm the host of Radio Brendo Man, a podcast on the Benvy Network. I'll be interviewing a new guest each episode on the show. We'll be talking about creating things, all things geek culture, movies, TV, and all kinds of other stuff. If that sounds cool, check out Radio Brendo Man at RadioBrendo.com, BenviewNetwork.com, or in your podcast app. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.